0: if i asked you the question what would your answer be what breaks your heart the most if i were to ask you in all honesty just the two of us and you had to give an absolute clear concise and honest answer what would your answer be what breaks your heart the most in life it's a difficult question and at at first i'm sure we get all these different ideas and maybe these platitudes, this is what I should say, this is what should break my heart. But honestly, if we answer that question with all of our heart, what breaks our heart the most, that is the very thing that we love the most. Because I could ask that same question, what do you love most? And we could give literally an infinity's worth of answers. I love my family. I love my friends. I love pizza and ice cream. I love Father Matthew. I love Father Andrew. I love everything else in life. But what do you love the most? Out of everything that the Lord has created, everything that he has placed in your life, what do you love the most? We can really only know by pinpointing what breaks our hearts the most, what absolutely tears our hearts apart. And The reason I ask that question is because that has to be at the heart of what we do as a church. Sunday after Sunday, weekday after weekday, I feel like all of our homilies point towards something about teaching about catechism or evangelization, building the kingdom. We say all of these different things, and we absolutely should, don't get me wrong, we're not gonna stop talking about those things, but we hear it so often, unless it really takes root in our heart, all of those things just become cliche. They become platitudes. Build the kingdom, build the kingdom, build the kingdom. Preach the gospel, share the good news great, awesome, what does that actually mean? Because we celebrate this 50th day of the Easter season, literally Pentecost, 50th day. It's the final day of the season. We have celebrated joyfully. We've sung the hallelujahs over and over and over. We've had all the fancy things on the altar, the fancy vestments, all the great music, everything that just reminds us of who we're supposed to be as Easter people. But then the season of Easter comes to an end today. When this Mass is over, Easter is done. We get back into ordinary time tomorrow. So what? It's not just this big close to this season, it's a commissioning. Jesus says, not once but twice in the Gospel, peace be with you. He's not offering peace to anybody that He doesn't love. What breaks your heart the most? Well, what breaks the Lord's heart, what breaks the sacred heart the most is when His people reject Him. When we leave, when we turn our back on him when we don't take seriously the call that we have been given at baptism and then over and over and over every time we come to mass because at the end of mass we don't just say leave here's your blessing please get out we gotta close up go build the kingdom go proclaim the gospel of the lord glorify the lord by your life these are all options that we can say but The inevitable commission is that you need to leave and go and do something. We have work to do. When we choose not to do that work, that is what breaks our Lord's heart. And that's not a Catholic guilt trip, don't get me wrong. But that should empower us. I shouldn't want to break Jesus' heart. I shouldn't want to hurt my Lord. I did that enough when he was hanging on the cross for me. What breaks your heart the most, that's what you love the most. When we talk about building the kingdom of God, it's not just so that we can increase the number of people in the pews. It is not just so that we can increase the collection. Although if you want to do that, I'm not going to you know, deny that. I'm not going to reject that gift. But evangelization has to be rooted in love because if it's not, it's what Pope Francis calls proselytization. Trying to get people just to increase numbers and join your club. Evangelization has to be rooted in true and authentic love. Jesus loves us. We know that. That's another thing we hear all the time. Jesus loves us, and because he loves us, he gives us the Holy Spirit. We celebrate that on this Pentecost Sunday, this 50th day of Easter, to be re-enlivened, reinvigorated, to be empowered with authority to go forward. He does that because he trusts us and he loves us to do so. How could we possibly say, no, no thanks. I'm going to reject that gift. The whole point of this Easter season, the whole point of this Pentecost day is not the birthday of the church that happened Good Friday. It's not just so that we can wear the red vestments one more Sunday during the year. It's not just so I can get everybody one more good time with the holy water. It's not just because we need some pomp and circumstance, but this is a reminder to us that if we don't love the people we are evangelizing, we're sinning. We're breaking our Lord's heart. Ask yourself the question, when we share the gospel with somebody, in whatever way, shape, or form that is, when you speak of our Lord, why? Why do you do it? How do you do it? What words do you use? Is it threatening? Is it condemning? Or do you say those things strictly because you love the person? What is love but, to give the theological answer, it's to will the good of the other person. The greatest love that any of us could ever have is to want each and every person we encounter to get to heaven. What greater reward, what greater love is there? I want you to get to heaven. I want you to be with me in heaven. Please, Lord, let me get to heaven. The Lord's pursuing us already. He loves us and wants that for us, and He invites us into that work. Evangelization has to be rooted in love of the person. Not just because we want this particular person we really jive with to be in our club, not just because, oh, they're really cool, I want them to be on my side, but because I want their eternal salvation. They may irk my absolute last nerve, but I want them in heaven. If you haven't heard these words recently, I'm sorry about that, but I want you to hear them from me. I love you. As your father, I love you. I want you to go to heaven. I want you to come with me so that when I stand at the gates of heaven at my judgment and the Lord asks me, I gave you the gift of life, what have you given me? I want to be able to turn around and say, I gave you all of these people. They're with me. Because I love them and I know that you, Lord, love them infinitely more than I could ever hope to love them. And my hope is that one day your hope will be the same thing, that you can bring as many people with you to the gates of heaven as humanly possible. Never be afraid of that. If you ever think you're doing too much and winning too many souls, that is a lie from the enemy and we need to reject him. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to go out and to build the kingdom in love. In actual, authentic, and true love. Because if it's not, then that is not the kingdom of heaven. That is not the Lord our God. He is love itself. How many people do you want to bring with you to heaven? If the answer is not all of them, we have work to do. You are loved. You are pursued by the Lord Jesus. Last Sunday, we we celebrated his ascension back into heaven so that today... On this ninth day after the ascension, on this fiftieth day of the Easter season, together the Father and the Son, in pure and true love, send us that same Holy Spirit. You have received the Spirit at baptism. You have been sealed with the Spirit at your confirmation. The Holy Spirit is the one at work every time the priest holds his hands over the bread and wine and calls down the Holy Spirit. Commands that the Lord come to be with His people again, to dwell with them. Not because we want to one-up God and tell Him what to do, but because we love Him. Or at least I hope we do. Because He loves us, and I know that He does. Evangelization, spreading the gospel, building the kingdom, whatever phrase you want to put to it, it's still the same work, and it has to be done in love. That can be done in millions of different ways. So ask yourself this next question. When was the last time you actually did share the gospel? And I'm not saying you had to open the book of the gospels and say, hey, did you read this story? I'm not saying you have to say, hey, Jesus loves you and if you don't love him back, you can go to hell, I'm sorry. When was the last time you just offered to pray with somebody? When was the last time somebody offered to pray or offered and asked you for, their, for your prayers? Pray for me with this. Okay, I absolutely will, but let's pray right now. Take five seconds and just ask the Lord to be with them. That, my friends, is how we build the kingdom. Because love in that moment brings you to want the good for them. The Lord, for them. Salvation and peace and honor and healing and all of these different things. For them. It has to be done in love. And little by little, the closer we draw to the Lord, the more our hearts are conformed to his. The more we love his people. We may not like them all the time. But Lord willing, we will love them. And they will know that we love them by the way we live our lives. We can't live a double life by coming and praising the Lord on Sunday morning and then living the rest of our week as if Pentecost never happened. As if the resurrection wasn't a real thing. As if we don't know who Jesus actually is. The more we draw near to him, the more it's going to break our heart when we see people reject him. And that is okay. Because even in those moments, our hearts can be united to the Sacred Heart, which is a heart of mourning, and suffering, and loss. Ultimately a heart of death, but one that overcame death. You look at that image of the Sacred Heart and it is bruised, bleeding, and broken, torn open by the lance, pierced its side, crowned with thorns, it's on fire, pierced with a cross at the top. And yet that is the heart of our Lord. And if we don't have His heart, The Holy Spirit has not really taken root in our lives. And it's not because he didn't want to. It's because we said, no, thank you. This is an opportunity for us as a church to realize that when we leave today, there's work to do. And that work has to be starting to love other people in an authentic way, not tolerating what they do with sin, That's not what love is. Love is not just, oh no, I love you, Jesus always loves you, who am I to judge? No, Jesus says judge people. Judge them in righteousness. Judge their actions. To call them to a greater holiness. Not to say, I judge you, therefore I don't like you, and you're going to go to wherever. But to really love someone is to call them out on what they do wrong. I hope and pray that if I ever do anything wrong, or scandalous, or sinful as a priest... You will love me enough to say, Father, quit. Cut that out. That's what Jesus did. That's what the disciples did. That's what 2,000 years of the church has done because we love. Because the Holy Spirit allows us to love. Evangelization has to be done. When Jesus gave this authority to the apostles, He didn't just say, I give you this authority. Now go and do it and figure it out. No, he says, go and teach people to observe everything that I have commanded you to do. You don't get to make up the rules. You don't get to make yourself your own deity or God. This is not your kingdom. This is my kingdom. Now go and do it. He gives us the authority and he gives us the grace to be able to fulfill it because he loves us. He loves you. When we receive that love and it transforms us to be able to go forward and go out and evangelize Catechize spread the gospel build the kingdom again, whatever phrase you want to use it has to be done in love because if it's not It's a false kingdom. It's a kingdom of lies It's the kingdom of the enemy, but we have nothing to be afraid of Let your hearts burn with love for the Lord today Yes, the Easter season ends, but Jesus doesn't just go back into the tomb He's still in heaven at the right hand of God the Father. They still send us the Holy Spirit over and over and over. You ask for the Spirit and you receive Him. I promise you. That's a promise that the Lord made. I love you and will give you this power and we will send the Spirit to you. That wasn't a once and done thing. At the end of Mass, you're going to be sent forward. Go. I challenge you with one little thing this week. One little thing. Pray with one person. Bonus points, if you pray with somebody you've never met before. Prayer is powerful, and prayer has to be done in love. Prayer is done in the Holy Spirit, as the reading says. No one can say that Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit prompting them to do so. You can't turn to the Lord unless he invites you in, so pray with somebody. That's how you build the kingdom. It's a small start, but it is a start, and it's a beautiful one. Pray with just one person. Give it a shot. Try it. Build the kingdom and don't be afraid. Because in that moment, turning to the Lord with somebody, when you face the risen one, when you face the one who sends us the Holy Spirit with the Father, that is what love looks like. Because you point their heart and your own to the Father. It has to be done in love. Be not afraid. Receive the Holy Spirit, let your hearts burn with love for him and love of him. And then as Jesus says, go, build my kingdom, love my people, teach the gospel, and live in that freedom. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at CTK is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit CTK. LSU.org.